What is going on, guys? Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast, doing this old school, no audio. Nope. Don't have time. Don't have enough gas to even run the car. Um, <laughs> this is just another another day in a life, man, of, a, of just a modern nigga just struggling, dude. Like, <laughs> this would just be the, this is like niggas, this, this episode is going to be about niggas struggling. And I was thinking to myself, like, I thought about these three D's for some reason. I just said these three D's, pause, denial, deception, and depression, right? Denial, deception, then depression. The red pill is not what it's all cracked up to be. Okay. Now I'm saying that as an advocate for the red pill. The host of this podcast, the Red Pill Party podcast. The red pill is not cracked up as a lot of people will advertise it. Because of course, to those who are advertising it, they're making money off of it. I mentioned these guys. PUAs, but not necessarily. Because, like, <clears throat> believe it or not, I've came to an understanding with PUAs, and I think some PUAs are actually good. I'll say that straight up. Dating coaches, ah, uh, can't really convince me on that. Because a man, like, you can't tell, like, it's, it's hard it's like that. It's, it's like the saying <clears throat> Patrice O'Neill says, rest in peace, man. Rest in power to Patrice O'Neill. He pretty much says, right, you're not going to teach. You're not going to ask a fish. Uh, you're not going to ask a fish as a fisherman. How do I catch you? You ask another fisherman. Right. <clears throat> so when you when you take oh, it's not even like taking a red pill because that's kind of like, I don't know. When you become more red pill aware, I just use that term because I don't even like to use the red pill as a verb per se. Like, oh, he's he's going to get red pill. Like, no. When you become like red pill aware and you're aware, well, first, in my opinion, it starts with self, self-development, being accountable and being responsible for your actions as a man. First and foremost, before you pass judgment on a, on a woman, it doesn't matter a woman that you were with etc. You must realize that you were the one who decided to be with that woman to begin with. That's the first step. Self-development's big deal, in my opinion. But when you skip the whole self-development thing and you just go after women, okay. You are going to fall for one of those D's, those three D's. Deception, <clears throat> deception is what like most guys, I think most guys who first hear about the red pill, it's like, oh, well, these guys think they know it all. No, we don't. Mm-mm. Don't let these bitches deceive you and think that all of us are a bunch of bad guys who hate women. Because I come on here and talk about just as much good and positivity of women as I do with these scummy ass, uh, scummy ass, disrespectful, disenfranchised and disrespectful bitches. 
I don't put bitches and females in the same category. I don't put these thoughts in the same category as women. In fact, that would be one of the signs that I respect women because I wouldn't even equate one of these dumbass bimbos doing anything for fame as a woman. Fuck that. Most of these motherfuckers are subhumans. It it goes beyond. It's not like a racial thing. I'm not saying that to say that any superior. I'm not using none of that shit. Don't get me mixed with the red, black, and green shit. What I'm saying is, <clears throat> women who are just hypersexual, who are just out here trying to fuck for a dollar, like they're subhuman. There's nothing. There's no real humanity. There's nothing that's human about them besides their features and they breathe in and exhale air like everybody else. Other than that, <clears throat> and the guys are worse. So I don't want to hear anything about bitches saying, oh, I'm coming at women hard. No, these simps and these fucking manginas are the fucking bottom of the barrel. I say it time and time again. Other content creators say this shit time and time again. If it wasn't for the fact that simps pedestalize these women, there would not be an OnlyFans. There wouldn't be as many women on IG. There wouldn't be as many women on TikTok. There wouldn't be as many women on dating apps. You got to realize this, gentlemen. Or you're going to fall into the denial aspect. So we already talked a little bit about deception. We'll get back into that, the whole denial thing. And this is really just a concept off the top of my head, but it's all going to make sense. The denial aspect is not acknowledging the 80 and 20 rule. The 80, 20 rule is something it's, <clears throat> whether it's just a theory, it's the most accurate theory that I can think of. Because if you look at the interest of what a woman wants, Versus what she's actually capable of getting, it's night and day. So if you're a guy who's who's on this bullshit where it's like, well, I can just get a woman by being nice and being myself. Okay, you're at the denial stage, buddy. Now, denial, you're not really fucked. You're not. And believe it or not, out of all the D's, the best D to be a part of is depression. Believe it or not. And I'm trust me. I talk about depression a lot. I talk about male loneliness and not. I mean, I talk about male loneliness and not a lot. I talked about how I was close to making an irrational decision back in like 2019 or 2018. I don't even remember at this point because it seems so far ago. It seems so long ago because my mind, my state of mind is at a, a more, I wouldn't say a peaceful place. I'm, I'm just more, I'm like, I'm at an acceptance of myself. And it's not the acceptance that you think. It's like, I accept myself for who I am. I accept myself for knowing that I'm capable of better. So it's not just acceptance of, well, this is who I am. Well, yeah, this is who I am as an individual. But as a man, you can always be a better self. It's like martial arts. You know, you can get all, you. <clears throat> even when you become a black belt, you still train, you still do testing and you get to certain degrees of a black belt. Oh, well, he's black belt. Well, this guy, he's a first degree black belt, third degree black belt, or now he's a master instructor. So now the grind gets even harder with more, with the more, <clears throat> with the, with, 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 with the, with the more skill that you learn, 
the task will get harder. You'll need those skills. You're being taught these techniques. You're being taught, you know, self-defense. And I'm using martial arts as a, uh, as an example because it was something that I did, um, you know, in my teens that I learned to appreciate <clears throat> is that you never master it. See what I mean? You always learn something. There's always somebody out there with better technique or somebody out there who has better stances or who somebody out there who, who knows, who knows more self-defense, right? So you always got to remind, like you don't master the red pill. I don't know people. I don't, I don't know where fuckers get this shit at. You don't master the red pill. <clears throat> what you do is you use it and you understand ways for you to better yourself. MGTOW is very similar. In fact, MGTOW might be a little bit more to the point because it's straight up. You're going your own way. You're not going your own way on a dating app. You're not going on. You're not going your own way, going on dates. You're not going your way, smashing women. You're going your own way. <clears throat> Problem is. If you if you haven't participated or if you haven't partaked in the self-development part, you're going to be miserable. The guy we talked about in the last video, which I have to upload along with this, dealing with loneliness, right? I think every man, loneliness becomes a man's company. So a man is alone with loneliness. If that makes sense, like you gotta, like you, you really gotta think about this shit. Look at loneliness as a character in itself. Don't look at loneliness as a thing or a stage. Look at it as a character in itself. Oh, you're depressed. Oh, there comes loneliness. You know, loneliness is right around the corner. You know what I mean? It's like most men can identify with it. And for most men, they've actually gotten better. I Like I felt, I feel personally to this day, the best thing that I did <clears throat> was not was not participate and communicate with the people I was dealing with. <clears throat> the best decision that I made was to focus primarily on what what I needed to do as an individual. One deep, just me. And by doing that, I really seen the true side of people because there's a lot of people who would hit me up and I would instantly hit them back. Oh, you want to do this, do that? I'm always down. But when I started really grinding and I noticed like nobody, like, you know, it's always one of those things. People say it. I say it a couple times, like just go one week without communicating with people and see who reaches to you. So see who actually um, reaches out to you. If nobody reaches out to you, then you kind of know where you stand with a lot of people. And that was one of a very tough situation for me to deal with. So depression and, and loneliness was just right around the corner. Like depression, and like I said before, depression and loneliness are like characters in itself. And it's a character that's in every human being's life. It's a character that's always around. It's a character that's always present. For those who are spiritual, we believe in God. We believe in the Heavenly Father, the Most High, however you want to put it. You don't have to physically see it to know that it's present. See what I mean? That's like depression and loneliness is sort of like that. 
So there'll be times where I'm even working, grinding, and this is all I do. I'm working every day besides the weekends. And on the weekends, you know, I kind of like the state of myself because I spend most of my fucking days and weeks around people I can't fucking stand that I simply have to tolerate in order to get a check. But it's not as bad as I make it sound because I gotten so used to it. So now it's just like, it's everyday shit. It's not a big deal to me. You know, I can kick back. Even now, you know, I can kick back, no videos, not reacting to nothing. It still, it still bring something to the table, some message. Men are going to deal with loneliness more so now than ever. And, it, and it's a character. Loneliness is a character that, like I said, it's a cameo in everybody's lives. If every, if, if everyone who's living right now is sort of like the main um, protagonist of their own movie, right? Loneliness will always be the antagonist. Depression will always be the villain. See what I mean? But if, but if you know about the yin and the yang, you take the good with the bad and you make the best out of what you have. See what I mean? The shit that I was going through, I wasn't comfortable with just, and I hate to say it, I just never really had trust. I never really had trust in a person to really tell a person about what I'm going through. I think a lot of men have kind of been taught to be that way in a sense. But I'm just being more transparent when I say this. Like My problems and the shit that I go through, I rarely bring up. I kind of, like, like... it's like where most of us are taught, like most people don't give a shit about a man's a man's loneliness. And most of these guys just just want women to settle down with. That's that's the sickening part about it. It's not the fact that guys are just lonely. It's guys they're really lonely. When women talk about they're lonely, it's all bullshit. She's either lonely she's lonely. A lot of women are lonely because they choose to be. Oh, this guy's not good enough. This guy's not tall enough. This guy's not smart enough. He doesn't drive a good enough car. So they're lonely. A guy is lonely. TFL, true force loneliness. That's a real group of men. And all they do is sit back and they talk about how many times they've been rejected or the fact that women don't like them. Women don't find them attractive. And guess what? Most of what they're saying is true. But it's almost in a weird way, like a manifestation of it. Like if you continuously bring that up, if you continuously remind yourself that you're pathetic, you're a loser, you can't get women, you can't talk, you can't communicate, then that's what you become. Not to say that if you're a fucking loser and you say say to yourself, oh, I'm going to be a winner, I'm going to be successful, and you're not going to put in any work, it's going to be the same result. See what I mean? You kind of get what you give in a sense. And I, and I had to learn this. I learned all of this shit the hard way. Personal experiences. You know, my upbringing, you know, growing up primarily, mostly a single single mother household raised by mostly a single mother. And really having to learn how to take it's it's so deep bro like shit is deep but i've i've realized that 
growing up, I couldn't take constructive criticism. Because nobody, no man has ever sat me down and said, um, you know, I'm only saying this to help you. I'm not saying this to break you down, but to actually build you up. So anybody that would say something about what I'm doing, I would get offended. And, 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 and in, in a lot of ways, to be honest, it's still like that to this day. Unless I know someone is really considerate about what I need to do to better myself, I don't want to hear your opinion. You can, you can, you, you have the freedom to express your opinion, but I also have a freedom to tell you to go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? But I had to learn that because I didn't have male guidance like that growing up. I had older brothers, but you know, they were just older brothers. You know what I mean? So I didn't look at them as role models or father figures or nothing like that either. So it was like, I kind of grew up sort of with this, like in a jungle mindset, like I'm my own, I became my own worst enemy. And then with women, women, women are weird, bro. I can just say that. Like when I was at the worst point of point of my life, I was around, I was around the most women. It's so fucked up to think about it. And I haven't really thought about, I, I just realized it. When I was at the worst point <clears throat> and I wasn't making any money, I had nothing going for myself. The only thing that I had going for myself was that I was in good shape. Cause I always skateboard. I did martial arts and I just, I just, I was never physically lazy in that sense. When I was at that point in my life, I didn't have any money, but I had women were around. Then you start making progress and it's weird because you make progress, not because of women, because you want to make the progress. And then oddly enough, women will peek back around a little bit, but you have to realize, and like, I always give those women credit. The bitches I was fucking with like 10 or so years ago, those were real ones because I had no money. I was broke. I didn't have shit. I didn't have anything. But those women, and they know who they are, they were always cool. You know what I mean? They was they was they was down. For real. You don't find that anymore. You don't find solid connection with somebody who regardless of what you do, regardless of who you are, they enjoy being around you. And it wasn't that I was just in relationships with all these women. I would just hang out with some of them, sleep with others, smoke and party with others, like what, et cetera. It was just, <clears throat> they were the closest, those women are the closest things to female friends that I can ever bring up. Now, of course I was sleeping with some of them, but you guys know what I mean when I say female friends. <clears throat> It's, it's funny because like, I'm pretty sure these people who I'm talking about now, they're probably, they probably have families. Hope they do. Because these were, these were good women. You know, these weren't phony ass bitches. They tell you straightforward how it is without really being confrontational. They just tell you what it is. You know what I mean? I have no money. Like I said, I have no money. I have no job. I barely, I was barely working, but I was always doing odd jobs here and there. So I was always making money and I was never really on no crazy illegal shit. So I always kept my nose clean for the most part. 
um, uh, literally and figuratively. So, you know, I, I can acknowledge, like, like I said, I didn't have shit at that time. And just bitches, bitches were there, like, and they weren't using, they weren't using the niggas, I guess, whatever personality or whatever trait I had, they like being around. They just stayed with me. They stayed around. I would be broke and wouldn't have money. A bitch would be like, yo, I'm about to go to the store and get a pack of cigarettes. I'm like, yo, just bring me back a couple of cigarettes. The bitch will buy me a pack of cigarettes. Oh, you want anything else? I got you. Did it? That's like, and I'm not, <clears throat> it's fucked up to say it, but I missed that part when it came, like, not the point to where, like, I'm a bum and I didn't have any, I didn't have no money, I didn't have a job and bitches were buying me shit, but it was the fact that women were that considerate. It's like night and day. Like if, I, if I were to tell people that there was women, like, dude, in high school, <coughs> my first long-term relationship was in, like, my senior year of high school, dude. Like, I'm not a... I'm not a player or nothing like that. You know, I'm just a regular nigga, respectfully. But my first long-term relationship was in high school, okay? Looking for my fucking key. Hold up. I'm, I'm like, hotboxing myself with this cigarette. All right, so... My first long-term relationship was my senior year of high school. I graduated high school 2006. I started talking to this, like, this, this, this thick white chick, this thick, pale white chick with, with freckles and, and red hair, right? Just because, like, I, I don't know what, like, <clears throat> maybe at that time, I really was carefree at that time. If I was with a group of guys and, and, and that and one of the dudes said, yo, see that girl over there? Go over there and talk to her. I would get up and, and, and talk to the bitch, whether she liked it or not. Just to just cause I could, just cause I could. I didn't care about embarrassment. I didn't care about rejection. I don't know. I was bulletproof at that time. But I started talking to this chick. Real cute chick, right? We end up I end up getting her number like not even like 15 minutes. I'm not even saying that because I'm a player enough and I have no, I had no game. Anything that came for me at that time was organic. It was nothing read about. Nobody told me to say this, say that it all comes organically. That's the true essence of a quote unquote player. It's not learning the fucking playbook from somebody else It's being able to strategize and come up with your own techniques respectfully. But that relationship is it's almost a relationship I almost still think about until this day. Because it was one of those relationships where shit is actually fine. Like it was better than fine. It was spectacular. Like I said, I had two threesomes with this bitch. <clears throat> you know, she was never I wouldn't say she it's not that she was never problematic. It's just with certain women, you can tell when they don't realize they're being problematic. So you kind of don't count it. Like, you know what I mean? Because bitches, bitches who really love you, it goes back to your mother. 
a woman who really loves you, and I have to rephrase that because I mentioned mother, a woman who really uh, cares about you is going to bother you. Okay? She's going to nag you. And that's one of the ways you know. Like, oh, okay. Bitch is getting on my nerves, messaging me 24 fucking 7. Like, okay, that's what bitches do. I never really, I never look at some, I don't look at that as a disqualification per se. I think there's degrees to it, but this chick never reached that level. We had one argument and it was over the dumbest shit. I forgot what the fuck it was. But in all the relationships and a lot of people say, well, that's probably because it's the first relationship. And yeah, this, this, this bitch, she took my virginity as well. This bitch was a freak. She turned me the fuck out. So maybe I put her, I don't put her at a high place. I put the relationship at a high place because we were two different people that were able to connect regardless of your background, my background, this or that. We were able to connect. And it was actually a relationship that I don't complain about to this day. I still bring up the glory days. That's how you know, that's how you know a woman or a relationship that you were in was actually good. Well, you can bring up a past relationship and bring up like a handful of good times. <laughs> Cause you know, when in, in this, in this space, you know what I mean? In this particular space, we mentioned previous relationships in a very negative, um, in, a, in a very negative way. Okay. But I, I can admit there was, you know, that relationship right there, and it's fucked up to say this, but I wish I was never in that relationship because if I was never in that relationship, I, I would be made of stone. I would just be fucking bitches and not giving a fuck. But I have consideration for women because of that relationship. That sounds fucked up. Any relationship after, in my mind, I was almost chasing that that feeling with other women and it, and it never matched up. It, whether it was the chemistry, the sex just genuine conversational value was low, whatever it was, it never equal to that relationship. You know what I mean? I'm just being real with y'all. I can do that every once in a while, right? <laughs> it's not that I haven't been keeping it real with y'all niggas from the fucking beginning and all. But like I said, I, I, I kind of aim to do more old school format style podcasting where, you know, I talk. You know, we generally go through a group of nagging ass bitches by great content creators like Chissa Zed, um, <clears throat> the late great Kevin Samuels, uh, the late great Patrice O'Neill, Austria D, uh, Pink Book Lessons, Melanie King, and all these other content creators. But I got a couple things to say myself. And every now and then, you'll catch me a night like this. It's actually 11 right now. Having a good old chat. I think I said this before, but it always brings back a nostalgia feel from when it was like, you know, 2000, 2016. No, it was like, yeah, 2015. My bad. From like 2015, seven years ago, sitting in my car. At that time, it was an Acura 
but it was it a TL, I think, or some shit, whatever, whatever these cars are. It was an Acura, but the transmission blew out. The transmission blown probably like six months ago. So that car was just sitting there. And I remember just being in such a fucked up mood. Because during that time, when the car broke down, well, the car broke down maybe less than a month after I lost my job. And then after I lost my job, the relationship that I was in for like a year ended. So I was just really in a fucked up mood. And it wasn't like a mood that went away. I'd wake up and that mood would still be there. You know what I'm saying? It's like depression, but like, you know, um, in The Sopranos, um, the therapist, Jennifer Melfi, says um, depression is anger turned inside out or anger is depression turned inside out or however it's said. And I believed it. I really believed that because I was no longer depressed. I started getting angry. When you start getting angry, when women hear this, they think, oh, man, he's about to go choke a bitch. Like, shut the fuck up. Sit down somewhere. Get therapy, bitch. What I mean by I started getting angry, that's when that anger can do either two things to a man. It can either help build a man's character or completely destroy it. Always remember that. Anger can be the greatest thing that can ever occur to a man because what anger does at that point anger motivated me so when i talk about nostalgia i'm talking about being in my car 2015 and just ranting it it became what it is today the red pill party podcast that was like the origin of it so it's all it almost brings back like positive but also negative memories because it was negative because i was going through shit but it's positive because where I'm at now and realizing that at that point I was already going, I was already going on a road that I had no idea I was going down. And the anxiety is not knowing where the road leads to. That's the anxiety. And that's that, that's that denial aspect as well. Because you you may you may psych yourself and believe in that. Okay, now that I know the red pill, I'm gonna be the ladies' man and I'm gonna be alpha. I'm gonna be Chad. I'm gonna be this guy, that guy. You become a costume alpha, dude. And if guys if guys can point this shit out, imagine what bitches can do. Bitches can point out a costume alpha from a mile away. Straight up. And me, I'm, I'm, I might, I might do another, I might do another 30 minutes, might even do another hour, dude. I don't know. I, I I'm like, I'm at, I'm at a weird point in my life where I don't know how to feel. I know that sounds weird. It sounds fucked up, but hear me out. You know, seven years ago. Seven years ago, I was in a relationship with a woman who I thought was someone special. Not that special someone. See that? See what I did there, guys? I thought that she was someone special, but not necessarily that special someone. But I invested a good deal. 
in a relationship. I don't think I don't think women appreciate what a man actually puts in to a relationship. You know, I mean, his time, his effort, in a lot of cases, his creativity, finding different ways to excite the woman, different ways to keep the bitch around. Like, you know how, like, dude, I don't even want to get started because that'll be a side rant in that. And I want this to pretty much be just about my perspective, not necessarily attacking bitches, although I will do that eventually. I got to do it at least once in this episode. I don't want to get too sentimental here. But like everything that I'm saying, like I'm saying all this to say, look, red pill ain't for everybody. You're going to go and you're going to run into the 3D, the 3D effect. Denial, deception, depression. How you get through those particular routes will put you in whatever position you want to be in. Me, I was dealing with depression. Or I was dealing with the depression aspect. The, the, I couldn't deny anything because everything that I thought that was taking place was actually taking place. Like I knew that there was something fucked up about our society. I just didn't want to be the pessimistic or just a super negative motherfucker. But I wanted to be realistic enough so that people can relate and understand, right? One of the things that really made me think about that was depression and loneliness and like how it's viewed upon the genders, two genders, there is two genders, that is um, how a woman being depressed or a woman being upset or feeling hurt about something emotionally hurt, how like the Calgary They call in the fucking Calgary, roll out a fucking red carpet and everybody, including women as well, as well as these fucking thirsty mangina simps, they all line up to give the woman the attention that she wants. And I say that because most women aren't really depressed. And I'm not saying that to say that women don't feel depression. Hear me out, please. If we're talking about loneliness and if we're mentioning things like, I don't know, male suicides, dude, come on. Come on. And what it is, it's always been that image like, yo, you're a man. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. No exceptions. Be a man. You know what I mean? Fall, get hurt. Take your bumps, take your bruise, your bruises, get back up, keep fighting. You're a man. A woman, completely different. I'm not saying that to complain. I wouldn't have it any other way. All I'm saying is there's not enough consideration by women. And I understand it because when bitches talk about they're lonely and they don't have men, it's all bullshit. And I don't feel any sorry. I don't feel any, uh, uh, I don't feel any sympathy for these women. I don't fucking give a fuck. Shit, man. You know, I um, I got to come up with the name of this guy, but I only know him from his channel. <clears throat> the same guy who we went over. Well, not the guy talking, but the guy, the video from the guy speaking of his experiences of loneliness. Forgot his name, but of course, you guys know the channel Tribe of Men. 
he said something that made a lot of sense and it really changed my perspective on the whole traditional aspect, right? In order for you as a man to be truly a traditional man, right? Let me explain something. And this is like this is on a this is on an economic this is on an economical level. This is on an economical level. <clears throat> so <clears throat> in order for you to be traditional as a man, you have to be able to make enough money to provide for yourself and for the woman who doesn't have to work, who stays at the house and takes care of everything. So it's not it's not like you having value and because you have value, you can just meet a woman and be and, and be happily ever after. You have to be able to provide. And that really made me think. I would never provide for these bitches respectfully. You know, I don't want to spaz, but you guys already know every once in a while I let off a little venom. Bitches today, and like I said, I say everything that I said previously about my previous relationships, very personal shit, to let y'all know that I'm that transparent. I, I don't have any shame. You know what I'm saying? I say all that to say these bitches today are pathetic. I wouldn't deal with them. I wouldn't put time and consideration into them. I wouldn't invest with them. I wouldn't put money into them. I wouldn't put conversation into them. They're fucking useless, meaningless people. In a lot of ways, it's just, men. we're so wrapped up in the physical aspect, we don't go beyond this shit. Me, I, I, put, I place myself in a more spiritual aspect. This body that I'm in doesn't mean shit. And I don't say that, and people really have to understand what I mean by this. This is not black pill shit. I don't want to get mixed in with all that. There's a lot of black pill content creators who speak a lot of truth. It may be hard for red pill people to admit it, but this is coming from someone who just told y'all, I didn't tell, in the last episode that I tried to upload and record, I was black pill before being red pill. So it, it was actually, things worked for me in reverse. And I'm happy to say that because if I were to be, if I were to have been <clears throat> quote unquote beta and done found a red pill and wasn't able to process it really and really be able to understand and recognize the harsh realities, then I would essentially became black pill anyway. So I was already black pill. I was already a nihilist, to be honest with you, at one point in my life. And, you know, the red pill, that motherfucker came just in time, I'm telling you. Now, of course, it was trial and error. It was trial and error in the sense of like, I really had to sit back and think that's, that was the hard part. I had to sit back and reflect champ. Shout out to uh Showface news. Y'all niggas go out there and support the home and Showface news. You talk about a lot of like um, industry shit, shit that goes on in the industry, but he's a very entertaining brother out there. Shout out to the niggas out there in Queens. Shout out to everybody in the five borough. You already know. Jersey has been known as the Sixth Borough many moons ago. If you do your research properly, respectfully. But anyway, I say to myself, 
in a traditional sense, as a man, would I really find a woman? And really, you got to think about this. If, if you consider yourself a traditional man, think about it like this. Could you find a woman that you can just, you would, you would essentially have to buy? Now, don't take it the way that you may take it because prostitution is what it is. And all relationships are transactional. So with all that being said, you are essentially looking for a woman who you can buy out in a sense of you can buy out her living arrangements. You can upgrade her living arrangements. The bitch doesn't have to worry about getting a better job because you're the one with the better job. So you're the one that's bringing home the bacon. She's at the house chilling. Well, on a traditional sense, she's doing housework, even though that's considered sexist. So because of that, bitches say, fuck traditionalism. Guys say, fine. This is where things get fucking wacky. (laughs) This is where things get very wacky. These women will then turn around and say, well, what happened to the men courting us? What happened to the men being chivalrous? What happened to the men doing this, doing that? Well, you just denied traditionalism from a guy, right? You can't turn around and say, we want traditionalism from guys who are not traditional, who we know are going to fuck us and leave. You can't have that. You can't have it both ways in that aspect. That's why guys are so, guys are simple, so simple that they're simps. How, Jesus, I just made a point. These guys are so simple that they're simps. The LE doesn't even fucking include with these niggas. They're simps. They'll they'll settle down with anybody. They're desperate to, to just have relationships with anybody. They become burdens to themselves and to the women that they're with. Women become burdens to them. It's sickening, dude. It's sad. It's sad. I look back, I look back at, at a lot of my mistakes and I laugh. fact i'm about to tell you guys a situation a story that's actually long overdue because this is when my my level of simping was at an all-time high okay respectfully i'm and 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 i'm about to just trash and obliterate myself just on the behalf that i made the decision that i made at the time and the reason i'm telling you this story is to let people know that you know everybody has a bottom Everybody has a bottom and it's almost better that you reach that bottom. You reach that bottom early on. So you know what the shit is like. So just in case on your climb back up, you slip and fall back down. You know what that bottom is like. The analogies in this episode is going to be crazy. Let's let niggas know. But it's that you that bottom is that point of, you knowing you got to do better. It's that point of knowing. Whatever you're doing, you can't fuck up as much when you're at when you're at the bottom. When you're at the bottom, man, you the bottom is like the grave. It's the closest thing to death. When you're at the bottom, that bottom can be depression. That the that bottom can be loneliness. That bottom can be poverty. Dude, there's so many. That bottom can be addiction, right? When you hit that bottom, that's that point where you need to get... The analogies, I'm telling you, the analogies on this one's going to be crazy. 
So like the traditional aspect dies inside of me. And it's a it's 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 a death. It's not a good death, but it's also not a bad one either. It's a more realistic death. It's a death, it's a death of the the thought that you had. Maybe that bit of blue pill hope that I believe that is out there still. And red pill men, we talk about it a lot, whether it's maybe there's a woman out there or maybe there's women out there or women can be this or women do this. And it's the harsh realities right in front of you. The only person that you know for a fact that can make the change and make the effort as a human being is the person that looks back at you in the mirror. Bringing this shit right back to self bring this shit right back to self uh self development. But the story that I'm about to tell y'all is a story. Whew, I've been dodging this story for a while. I'm not gonna hold y'all. Been dodging the story for a while because it's the very um very serious situation that I dealt with. We're talking like 20. 2017, no, 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 20, technically 2014. The date was December 27, two days after Christmas, 2014. All right. There was this bitch that I was fucking with that I knew I shouldn't be fucking with. But what the fuck can I say, man? Nigga was just trying to, you know, get in where he fit in respectfully. So I was dealing with this bitch who I knew was bad news. I was hanging out with this one random ass weird kid who we stumbled across on the street one night. Me and this bitch was just walking around and me and this bitch would just walk around like the bitch bitches like women are weird, dude. Like I said this before, women are weird. Okay. I would walk around with this chick. She would hit me up. She would hit me up at like this time. It's like 1126 now. Or she'll hit me up at like 1230. Like, yo, you want to hang out? I'm like, all right, what are we going to do? Well, let's just walk around. So it got to a point where a chick says, when she says, hey, you want to hang out? I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. Because I already know we're not going to really do anything. But but walk around and she would just tell me crazy fucking stories and all this other shit. And she was just a real she was a fucked up she was a fucked up person. You know what I mean? She was a fucked up person in a sense of her inconsideration for other people. Like she was the closest thing that I would consider or talking to or hanging out with or talking or even being sort of close to and friends with and eventually fucking and realizing that she was trash officially. She was like a class A narcissist. If I've ever met one closest thing to it, but, uh, we, we run across, look at this cat. There's always cats in my area. Everywhere that I'm at, there's a cat present. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'll take it as a good thing. But one night we decide to walk around the city and shit. And at this point, she's just talking about, you know, wanting to fuck and, you know, 
she doesn't know if I'm ready for shit like that. I'm like, I'm looking at her like, are you fucking retarded? But anyway, we, we come across this one dude. He's sitting in front of his apartment and we just start randomly talk to him or whatever. You know, it was just like, it was like this weird fucking emo kid. Like he just had weird vibes to him and shit. Never liked him. From like, it, there's people in life that you're dealing with energy and you're dealing with vibes and, and, and how you get to a point in life where you're around so many people that you can feel out people's vibes. You can tell by how a person carries himself that he's a cool person to be around. You know what I mean? Shit like that. This guy was not that. But anyway, we ended up going in his apartment and eventually like his, his friends were actually cool. Like his friends, he ended up getting jealous because all of his friends were like asking him, like, yo, man, is, is, you know, such and such coming through? Cause I'm not gonna put my government out there. But, you know, he ended up getting mad about that. And then he always wanted to fuck this chick that I was hanging out with. And I guess he didn't know that I wasn't with her. Like, I wasn't, we weren't together or nothing like that. So he had a thing against me for like two reasons. So all of his friends, he had a couple, like, a couple chicks that the chick that I was hanging out with got jealous about because this bitch was all on my dick. And she was a cute, she was a cute chick, but she wasn't really my type. And I don't even mean that on a physical sense. She just didn't have, she wasn't really cooperative when it came to shit. She was very like problematic. I can't really tolerate that in a lot of women. So one day going back December 27, cause I got to give, I got to paint y'all, this retarded ass, discombobulated, um, autistic Picasso version of what I'm telling you. So now I'm going to this dude's house because this chick was over there that I was talking to and she wanted to hang out. And I already told her that, yo, I'm not really trying to go over there because like this dude's like a fucking weirdo. Cause like when he had a dude who would come over, this tall dude, man tall black dude. I think he was like Haitian or some shit, but he wasn't like your skinny Haitian. He was like in fucking, he was in shape and he played, he played for, he played for Temple and shit. He was a cool ass nigga dude, but but he was a street nigga. He was like gang affiliated and all that shit. But for me, like I grew up, I didn't grow up in that environment per se, but I grew up around a lot of people within that environment. And then later on in life, I just so happened to be in those environments. You know what I mean? Through the grace of God, you know, I didn't get caught up in no fuckery and no bullshit, but that's for another story. Um, so he would always be at the house. So I was cool with him. So really, I show up. This chick is like sitting down at the table. I kind of like nod my head at her real quick because I see my boy. He's in the other room playing video games. Now, keep in mind, he's supposed to be the guy... The person who I'm at, the, the 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 apartment that I'm at, is the guy who's the fucking weirdo. So all of his friends pretty much gravitated to me. And he just felt even more left out. So apparently he tries to fuck this bitch. And she's she's all like fucking angry about it. Like, yeah, she said he said that I couldn't come over here anymore unless I fucked him, did this and that. I'm like, all right, well, you know. I mean well, I, like but what ended up happening was, I guess he heard it. He heard the conversation because he was in the other room. So we sitting down. 
And her friend, the chick that I was fucking with friend was over, and she's bad. She's bad as fuck. But she's another skis. She's a fucking, you know, terrible person. But anyway, at that time, I felt that I was cool. Oh, I'm talking these two, you know, bad bitches. I'm, I was technically fucking one of them, but I was, I really, at that time, I wanted to fuck the other bitch. But all of a sudden, this dude comes in, he sits down, and like everybody, like I said, dude, he just had bad, he had like a bad aura to him. He had like bad energy. He just had that weird, weirdo, weirdo vibes. He had bad energy and shit. But we're sitting down, and I remember how this kicked off, but I don't remember exactly what kicked it off. I remember it was an argument because this dumbass, retarded-ass white kid, this fucking uneducated white piece of garbage, and I'm saying this respectfully. I'm not racist, but I had to point it out that he's white and he's just stupid. He had no idea that majority of the people who live in Spain actually speak French. They don't speak Spanish. Like, it, like I know that sounds crazy to people, but it, yeah, the people, the Spaniards, whatever, they mostly spoke French. They don't speak Spanish. But argument kicks up from that, and I'm telling them like, nah, dude. Spain has mostly people who speak French. No, that's not true. So I had to I had to pull the Google out. Made him feel like an idiot. Cause you know, he tried like there were so many situations to where I kind of alpha dogged him in his own crib. It was so disrespectful, but I had to do it. You know what I mean, you're not gonna you know, you're not gonna run game. I don't give a fuck. I'll turn your whole apartment to shit. But anyway. He gets upset about this shit. I'm telling him, like, the facts are what it is. You you can't be mad at me. You're just mad at the truth. like, Or the fact that I pointed it out made you look like a fucking idiot. And like I said, I alpha dog him so many times in his house just on accident. Like, because it's like, dude, you're not going to, you're not going to run. You're not going to run wild on me because you're a fucking loser. And all your friends want to hang out with me. Ask me what the fuck I'm doing all day. So... He starts he starts talking shit, right? Like little things that, you know, I could I can I can kind of like let go. Just cuz if I wanted to, I can demolish this kid, you know what I'm saying? So I let this I I let the shit slide. Now now he's talking about, "Oh, you think you're tough? You're not this, you're not that. You know, you're not tough." So I'm like, oh, okay, word. I said, cool, okay. And he keeps talking. He, he keeps talking to shit. And I'm like, cool, all right, yep, yep. So now he notices, like a woman, right? He notices that I don't have no real reaction to it. Like, whatever whatever he's saying, it's not bothering me. You know what I mean? Because so it's, it's like reverse... It's like a reverse tactic. I'm making you look like a fucking idiot in your own in your own living space, nigga. So now he's like, he's like, you know what? Leave, dude. Just get out. I'm like, nah, fuck you. I'm like, you I, I'm like, make me get out, nigga. At that point, I'm like, yeah, make me get out. So he gets up. 
we sitting at a table. So he gets up. When he walks towards me, I get up automatically, just off instinct. I ain't gonna let this nigga pop off on me, get a freebie on me while I'm sitting down in his house. I'll throw him out of his window if I had to. But he walks towards me. I get up to him. And he tells me, leave, leave. I'm like, make me, pussy. I'm like, make me, you little pussy. He was a little kid. He was he was nobody. You know what I mean? But I had to, I, 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 I had to I had to display ultimate swift discipline. You know what I mean? Almost like reverse bullying. Like like almost like a bully. Like you gotta you gotta really you gotta really dog him. You gotta really dog him out in front of his friends. You gotta dog him out and be utterly disrespectful at all costs. Just so he knows that you're not gonna tolerate it. So kept telling me to leave, kept calling him pussy. And he hit me with this baby punch. Or maybe it was the adrenaline. He probably hit me with a nice punch. You know what I mean? He probably hit me with a nice punch. I wouldn't know. Probably. The adrenaline was kicking in. And I remember seeing him just wind back and he's about to punch me. And I just I just sit there. I, I wanted I I wanted to I wanted to see if this nigga was really gonna do it. And he did. A little weak ass punch. I remember it, it felt like a it felt like a lifetime where I just sat there and contemplated like what am I gonna do? But I already knew I reacted in like half a second. Hit him with a nice right. He didn't even see the right coming, broke his orbital bone. I leave the house. I leave his house after. So calls the police, because he's a pussy, he's a faggot, you know what I mean? He's a fucking faggot and a pussy. And that's why most of his friends during that time don't even talk to him anymore because he called the police. Because everybody at that point saw that he was the one that started the whole ordeal. Off of jealousy, you know what I mean? But I was facing, I think it was seven. I I forgot how they, it was like five or something, five to seven or some shit. Um, Aggravated assault and trespassing. And technically, I did all that, went through all of that situation, which, by the way, nothing happened. I had to pay his medical. I had to pay his medical bills, which was like $2,300 because I really shattered his orbital bone. I was very proud of that. I know that sounds fucked up to say, but, you know, people get what they deserve. You know, he tried to use some, like, racist shit. I think that's what really kicked it off. He tried to use some racist shit on me. And it's like, nigga, I'll slap the shit out of you. You know what I mean? Respectfully. I don't really, I, it's not that I don't tolerate racism. I think everybody's racist, but I think there's a comedic, there's a there's a weird way to to describe racism. If you look at comedy, I think it's there's similarities, right? So some comedy is more towards family friendly. Guys like Bill Cosby, very famous for his comedy. You know, stand-up comedy, especially back in the day, the I Spy days, for guys that understand the history. Um, there's Richard Pryor. There's that adult-level comedy. It's the it's the comedy where, you know what I'm saying, you got to be um, within the mature audience to understand the comedy. 
And for like guys who are in the middle, sort of between those two, would be like Eddie Murphy, right? If ra- racism for me, it's funny because a person can say that they hate another race, but yet in one shape, form, or another, support something, or support, or or provide, or count on that particular race. One way, shape, or form, or another. You know what I mean? So I didn't really tolerate the racist comment and shit, so I, I, I had to I had to smash out on him. It was one punch. Had him hollering like a bitch on the ground. Like a hoe. Hey, man, you a bitch. And he, he told me, oh, I'm going to call the police. I'm like, all right, bitch. I told him where I lived and everything. Gave him the address and everything. I didn't even walk. Well, where it's funny that I'm telling you this story, too, because it's so crazy. I'm looking at the street. I'm pretty much at the end of the street where the cops pretty much got me in handcuffs and shit. It brought me to the station. Like, I'm on the street. There's, like, a side parking lot of a school, and that's where they got me at. And I was walking with this bitch and not really putting two and two together at that time, but I got in that whole situation because this dumb bitch didn't want to leave and didn't want to go hang out and do something else. She wanted to stay at this dude's house. And I know this bitch was a hoe. She probably fucked him multiple times. It mattered to me. Because <clears throat> technically, she was quote-unquote with somebody already. And I felt really sorry for that guy. See, me, I was I was lucky. I ended up being the fortunate side nigga. <laughs> I'm the fortunate side nigga that didn't have to put nothing to the table. I ain't taking you nowhere. Oh, you want to go somewhere? You're going to have to help me put gas in the car. Bitch, we not. This is where the partnership comes in. We're not a couple. This is a partnership. You feel me? We're damn near at a point of signing contracts, bitch. You, we're not exclusive or any of that shit. So you're not going to get any of the romantic aspect from me. It was this other guy who was a fucking dweeb. He was letting the bitch stay at the house, doing all this shit. You know taking pictures with the bitch and it's like damn i had to stop talking to the bitch for like two months after that because i knew the bitch wasn't shit she was useless she bought she brought no joy to me and this was a person who was hanging out with her fucking her and then ended up being in a relationship unfortunately with her later on i'm telling you this respectfully Real talk. I don't got to make this shit up. I don't got to make this shit up at all. So from what ended up happening was, like I said, I paid a $2,300. Well, I didn't pay a fine. I had to put a payment plan, which because of that situation, it's funny that I mentioned in this, because of that situation that happened, I ended up getting my first custodian job 2015. At what happened to be my last job that I was at because I ended up getting that job again uh, 2020. Funny how shit works out. But, um, yeah. Wow. Those were my sipping days. Because I never really thought about it like that. Like, I really fought. I fought a guy 
Well, I didn't even fight him. I broke a guy's orbital bone, a jabroni, a curtain jerker, who thought he had enough capability and strength to go against the main eventer. And I know I'm talking retarded right now, but just rock with me, okay? But I learned from that point that anything else that goes forward, and it's not about being a pacifist. I don't believe in that. I believe in swift justice when it is necessary. I believe in swift, harsh justice when necessary. Not a street justice type of guy. Wouldn't consider myself a vigilante. But I'm also... I'm more in tune with myself... And because of that, I'm in tune with my environment. So I know the good and bad of this world because I am the good and bad of this world. Unfortunately, God has told us not to be of this world, but happened to put us a part of this world. So we're tested on a day-to-day basis. Some of us pass with flying colors. A lot of us fail. A lot of us need work. spiritual um, the spiritual aspect and the spiritual side of this will not be understood and it will most likely fly over a lot of women's heads the the, the whole spiritual journey has to involve either a worthy female, partner or were their female counterpart or no female at all. Like I said, this is this is the bread pill, baby. Not the red pill. This is the bread pill. Where like, yeah, I'm a man who's true to himself before anybody. If I want a real connection, if I want a woman who is accountable, then I must, I must go, I must go above and beyond to test her. A lot of guys are afraid to test women. But realize that a woman will test you from the first or second question. Oh, how much you make? What do you do? It's always weird that the personal shit, the personal shit always bothers me because like I don't, I've learned to respect less and less women who do this because this is what it is. Either a woman has her shit going on and she's just sizing you up or it's a woman who's just invasive. Who, who's, who's a time terrorist? These bitches are TT. Time terrorist, time bitch, b- bitches are uh, um, TTO, bitch, time terrorist organization. Bitches terrorize your time. And whatever consideration you have for a lot of women, it's just not going to be good enough. And, like, yeah, this could be black pill, but hear me out. Some guys know what the fuck they're talking about when they talk about this. 
if you're on the 80%, there's going to be either a decent amount or a good amount of leveling up that you're going to have to do as a man to get female attention. Do I advise guys to do this? Believe it or not, no, I don't. Because bitches, you got to really genuinely understand the reality of this shit. A lot of guys will tell you to just, yo, focus on the money. And I'm pretty much telling you the same shit, but I'm telling you for a different reason. You might as well chase something that doesn't run away from you. Money don't grow on trees, but money doesn't also run away from you. Chasing bitches and chasing just the completion of life through woman, it's such a depressing and fucked up. It's a fucked up thing to see take happen. It's a fucked up thing to see uh, take place or a fucked up thing to see occur, especially when a man, <clears throat> he gets lost in that. There's guys who can go out there, conquer the world, essentially, and still come back to uh, quality women. Now, the secret of it is it's because he's conquering shit. He didn't have that job. If he didn't have that career, that woman would not be present. That's the reality of shit. So a relationship becomes partnership and a marriage becomes hell on earth. It's a contract that binds a man to a woman that can completely rape and rob him through the court system. God forbid if he has children with her, takes the fucking kids away. Judge doesn't give a fuck about a man. And I say this respectfully. If if I if and I said this before, and I'm very equal when it comes to this. If I don't give a shit about a bitch's problems, bro, and trust me, I really don't. Cause like I said, I've been in situations realistically as a man where a lot of my beta male tendencies were taken advantage of by women. That's why women like uh, beta male orbiters, because they won't really question them, at least not up front. They won't question them. But women know that they're not going to really... Den- a woman... The reason why... And I'm, and I'm going to point this out. The reason why women have beta male orbiters is because those men who are betas they haven't been officially put on the friend zone. If all of those men were told that that woman does not want to be with her, regardless of whatever he thinks, that man wouldn't, most men wouldn't still be talking to that woman. It's the women who can create beta male orbiters who are essentially masterminds. They get away with keeping these men around and actually keeping these men on a role of providing for her. While essentially, not always, but most of the time, she's usually getting packed out, getting fucked by other guys. It's it's just how the game works. Dudes who, who fuck up, dudes who have fucked up, who've learned from it, they'll be able to talk about it. If they're truly man enough, if they can truly be accountable for their activities. If we hold women accountable, we have to be accountable ourselves. Self-development and really reflection is almost the the first stage of the red pill, but it's also the first stage of self-development because you have to understand where you've been and know where you're going. 
and maybe certain things you can change the navigation. It's like GPS. You have everything where you need to go. Well, maybe there's traffic here. Maybe there's things that that will prevent you to get to your destination or where you want to go. So you got to change the route. The analogies, like I said in this episode, is going to be crazy. It's already in this episode, although I'll wait until it's close to 12. It is starting to rain. It is starting to rain right now, but that's okay. I enjoyed this episode. It was very productive. It was productive in a very non-productive way because y'all got to understand. Typically, typically I would just be uh, reacting to a video, right? But because I have very little gas, I have enough, and I and I need to go fourteen miles. 14 miles to and back, which is 28 miles. So I'll be lucky to have like 18, 15, 18 miles remaining until I'm on E. And that's to make this move that I got to make tomorrow morning. In which just because of that, I'll most likely be recording at, at that time as well. So. Yeah, man, this has been a very weird, crazy, nostalgic feel type of episode. If you listen to a lot of my older episodes, it's pretty much the same. Except, you know, I'm at a I'm at a a better place in life. I can say that. And um, you know, like the stories and the in in the real life situations I've been through, really helped me. And like I said, that situation, if that situation were to never happen, I would have never found, I would have probably never found the custodian position because essentially I didn't want to be a custodian, obviously. At that time, it was just something I needed because I needed a job in order to pay because these motherfuckers, you know, these Peckerwoods were quick to lock my ass up if I fucked up. Trust me. And his, my attorney... My attorney and his attorney came to agreement of that because essentially they were they were they were going to probably try to fry me. They were going to try to put me under. You know, but I and I've always said and at that time. It was such a it was such a a level of anxiety because I didn't know if I was going to get locked up. I was completely naive to this shit. I didn't know what was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I knew that if I were to get locked up, I would have just been an animal. I would have had no choice. I would, I would have, I would have enabled. If this makes any sense, I would have enabled that inner monster that everybody has it. Whether you call it demons, whatever the fuck you call it, everybody has them. And, and, and some people, given the time or the desperation or the just the need or just the, the want to do it, a lot of people can unleash that. You know, and I already, I was preparing myself, you know, pretty much the brawl. I didn't give a fuck. I'm being locked up for three years. They hit me with, they hit me with, uh, they tried to hit me with trespassing because the dude told me to leave and I refused. 
So that's how they got me with they tried to hit me with that. All this over bitches, yo. I look back. It's a funny, it's a funny situation because I'm I'm here talking about it and I didn't really go through the consequences that I probably should have went through. And that's that's where you know the question of if there is a God and I, I I whatever whatever people want to believe, I personally believe it. I don't have too much judgment against people who don't. I don't I also don't wave a fucking banner to say that I, I, I believe in God. But people if people ask me, I'll tell them. But if people are atheists or shit like that, as long as you're not like like straightforward bashing religion, then I then I understand. Yeah, people are raised different. Shit, I'm I'm in front of I'm parked in front of like two churches that I essentially grew up in. Smoking weed. That's probably why you're hearing this retarded ass lighter. Damn near got a fucking torch to light this fucking joint up. Oh, yeah. I fucked around and got blazed. Fucking with this episode. Fuck the last episode. I'm going to have to go through. Uh, I'm going to have to go through the male loneliness aspect later on. And matter of fact, I do have, if I'm not mistaken, <coughs> I could be wrong. Yes, I have my notepad. I have a notepad app on here. The three D's, three D's, pause, of course. Uh, what was that? Denial. Deception. And depression. We're going to talk about that probably tomorrow morning. I tend to do this every now and then, which is kind of like a blessing and a curse. <coughs> I'll I'll talk about something just off the top of my head and say to myself, damn, that's a good idea. And I'll keep that thought in my head for like whatever, however many hours or minutes that I that I bring up an episode or do an episode, and then I'll just jot it down. Then it ends up being a better recording when I actually talk about the subject that I pretty much freelance and thought about just on a whim. It's 11.58. It's close. It is close to uh, the next day, which would be Thursday, the 2nd of June. Get ready to wrap this shit up, man. Look, I said I really enjoyed this episode. Because like I said, you know, beforehand, I was just talking about the shit that I was going through. It's very difficult, and I and I never thought about it like that. As a man, it's difficult to do that and, and still have, still keep that masculinity 
and be able to acknowledge the fact that you've made mistakes, you've been a fuck up, you've done this, you've done that, and not just attack women because, like, like I said before, the red pill rage aspect is complete is the complete opposite of what women think it is. Like Rolo Rolo Tomasi said it the best. It's the anger that's actually taken out inward for for men. It's not anger that they have for women on the out out end. Now, this could be connected to ex-girlfriends and, and former relationships and former hookups and shit, whatever connection, because it's the man having to acknowledge the fact that he made those decisions to be with those women. You feel me? He made those decisions to be with the women that caused him the problems. He has to be accountable in order to truly understand. He needs to be responsible and accountable to truly understand, number one, self-development, number two, red pill awareness, and number three, at its core, masculinity. And not masculinity, like coming in like Hollywood Hulk Hogan ripping your shirt off. No, carrying yourself like a man. You know what I mean? Being comfortable in your own skin. Being comfortable in your own company. But enough waffling. It's actually midnight. So right now it is, in fact, Thursday (laughs) the 2nd. (laughs) It's Thursday the 2nd of June. We are already kicking off June, man. It's crazy to know that it's been eight months since I started this job, and it essentially feels like three, four maximum. A lot of things are just going by quickly. You know, I always have to sit back, <clears throat> and I like my job in the sense where I reach a point during during a time where I'm just essentially by myself. Either I'm listening and I'm listening to music or I'm listening to podcasts during the time when people are still here. But when it becomes like 6.30, 7 o'clock, I may take my headphones off because I know there's no noise. It's just me and my thoughts. I used to be afraid of those thoughts. It's weird. It's a weird way to, to end this episode, but I have to be on somewhat of a more deeper perspective. I used to have, I used to fear those inner thoughts. I never had good thoughts. I never had a good, to be honest with you, I never really had a good perception of myself. I seen myself as unbalanced because of my circumstances. And it wasn't, it wasn't the fact that I was a, a victim or I never played a victim mentality. It was just always something that I kept bottled in. Something I always kept inside. Then I realized only the only reason I felt that way was the state of mind, whatever situation, whoever I was dealing with, that was what put me there. And now that I'm by myself most of the time, I'm left with those same thoughts, but those thoughts are they're processed and I react to those thoughts differently. I don't fly off the handle. I try to be even more stoic into myself as I get older. A lot of guys, like I said, a lot of guys aren't going to handle this reality. 
A lot of guys end up going fucking crazy. A lot of guys end up going mental over this shit. They still want to chase that woman. They still want to chase that marriage. They still want to chase that family. They still want to chase that love that they believe still exists or that love that they even believe that exists to begin with. Love for a man generally breaks down to respect, at least from a red pill perspective. But that's my final thought. Going to be back early tomorrow morning doing the same shit. So until then, and in the meantime and in between time, Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast, signing out. Peace.